After finding the remains of 215 children at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, Touchline Thoughts would like to take a few minutes to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love for the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people, who through our history of Canada have undeservingly lost their land and lost their voice in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and in which the region of Peel operates. It's part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, Huron-Wendat, Houdunishini, and Ojibwe Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give our respect to the First Nation inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the city of Toronto resides as the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now the home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 and the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin Anishinaabek territory. They are the past and present caretakers of the waterway and land that we call Ottawa. We are grateful to have the opportunity to be present on this territory. Now, over to your Touchline Thoughts episode. Welcome to another episode of Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports Network and sponsored by J&J Creations. Are you looking to get a gift, a piece of clothing, and or other customized items? Check out J&J on Instagram to place an order and speak with their design team. They ship across Canada and can also provide pickup options. Shipping costs are subjected to Canada Post, J&J Creations, where you can customize anything you need. Well, quite the layoff, eh? uh i was going, <laughs> yeah i was going through our, our list of episodes and the last one unfortunately sorry folks uh was the 50th episode and i thought we'd hit like two after that apparently not but we're <laughs> back we're back for another episode Paige, how are you how is how is I'm, sweden i'm doing great sweden's been fantastic so far how are you with your busy life over there uh i never thought of myself as a nine to five person but guess what i've become a nine to five person. Five person. <laughs> it is like the biggest adjustment because I used to be like working two, three, four days a week and then have like at least a day off. And now it's like, what do I do? I have no time. When yeah. do I go? When do I get my oil change done? When do I go to the doctors? Everything's after five. And yeah, I had to like make a call for something on my credit card and they're, they're only open from eight to four. Yeah. And I'm like, how does that work? For regular people, it doesn't. No, what? Guess whose lunchtime spends in calling? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this nine to five bullshit? Like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, great. great hard. Yeah, great team, great work environment, but holy crap, adulting? Not not used no, to it. Not for me. No, thanks. I'm going to do this as long as I can. Then please, please enjoy five. it. Jeez. Yeah. I was like, oh, I have time. I won't get into that ever. Nope, we're right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, on the list for today, we've got some Champions League and Europa League draws. Um, we're going to talk some Chelsea and Barcelona and our starting 11. So we will catch you soon. Should we uh, should we start with some Champions League draws? Why not? Let's do it. Dun, dun, dun. Pew, pew. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> Two months later, folks. I like I just imagine the SpongeBob thing come up top and go. Yeah. Two months later. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew. All right. Any surprise? Should we go through the matchups first? I guess. Sure. <clears throat> oh, I gotta pull it up here. Here, I can do it. Sure. Uh, Chelsea, Real Madrid, City, Atletico Madrid, Villarreal, Bar- uh, Bayern Munich, sorry, 
and Benfica and Liverpool. I was going to say Barcelona because I really want to talk about them, but that would be late. <laughs> um, any, what's your favorite matchup? Any surprises? Any, any uh, potential? Um, the matchup to look out for, and I know there's like that juicy Real Madrid-Chelsea matchup, but it's Bayern and, and Villarreal. Villarreal going to this, um, <clears throat> probably being, you know, the second underdog, obviously Benfica on the other side, but they're playing good football in Europe under Unai Emery, and that's been consistent for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, and Bayern this year have a depleted defense. Uh, another defender's out. They're going to lose a bunch in the offseason. We don't know what's happening there. Obama Kano is barely playing, and he was touted as one of the better defenders in, in the German league. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a tough matchup for Bayern, and that's saying a lot. So, you know, and, and Villarreal kind of smoked Juve in turn last round. Um, I mean, Juve isn't the best, but at the same time, you know, oh, quality-wise, they're better than Villarreal, yeah, right? I agree. And, and they got smashed 3-0, and, yeah. and they never looked comfortable in the tie. So I'm, I'm, I'm cautious for Bayern because, yes, they have Lewandowski. Yes, they have Muller. Yes, they have all these wonderful young talents. But at the end of the day, their defense is, is probably their worst part this year, and I I'm like blown by it. So uh, I'm gonna cheer for Villarreal on this one just because they thrashed that United thrashing all those years ago. Well, last year I think it was the final. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we could have won you- if it was David De Gea scored. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, no, but like, I'd be I'd be very worried for that. Yeah. Match. No, it should be a good game. All of these are going to be good games, I think. I don't think yeah. there's going to be one of these games where there's a runaway. Um, no. I mean, you could debate City, but... Yeah, but the stingy... I think City should steamroll Atletico Madrid. Sure, I agree. Because, like, United should have won the tie. Like, they... I don't get it. Like, Atletico didn't do anything. Yeah. Neither yeah, did but United. United. But now, now you have City, who, who are so good in transition... Um, it's going to be a good defensive mat, like a battle. Like I think a lot of the players on Madrid Atletico know the roles. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, I hope, I think City's better. It's going to, I don't see it being difficult for them. It'll be like a 3-1 aggregate and it's fine and it's, we'll, they'll move on. I agree. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking forward to from these four matchups? Um, I mean, like you said, that juicy Chelsea game, I think is going to be a good one. Mm. Um, I think that'll be the most evenly matched game we're going to see. Maybe not evenly matched game, but like competitive game. Because I think I agree with you for um, like Villarreal and Bayern, I think. But you never know with Bayern. Like that could, yeah, I don't know. Now they I'm either they'll get, either they'll smack them around like 8 nothing on aggregate or they'll, yeah. they'll be like 3-1. Like I still think they can go through. There's no doubt they are the favorites, but. Villarreal plays well in Europe. Well, for me, I'm looking forward to that Chelsea game. I agree. I think City's going to steamroll or should steamroll. I mean, I could see Liverpool coming out of that one too. I don't know if that's my EPL bias or not, as some would say. But um, who's your uh, who's your favorite for each game? Uh, I think Chelsea against Madrid. The mm-hmm. storyline is Ancelotti coming back to. Stop. To, to Chelsea, I think is, is a nice little thing. Let's see if he can play out. But Real Madrid shouldn't even got past PSG, for goodness sakes. Like, they're an aging squad with three good players and no one else wanted to play. That's why like, Champions League is so exciting. It's the dumbest thing. Like, Karim Benzema, ageless wonder, bless his soul, who won't play at the Classical later today. We are recording on a Sunday, um, <clears throat> from what we know. But yeah. like, they should not have gone past PSG. Like, it's an aging squad versus a squad with Bappe. Like, it didn't make sense. It was dumb, okay? Like, I'm really mad about that. But I think Chelsea should win, and they should win well. Uh, I really like what Tuchel's doing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a little unfortunate with their situation right now, which we'll get to a little later. But I really like them. And, and I'm coming. that's coming from, from a Red Devil fan going, I really like Chelsea this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're going with you're going with Chelsea yeah. on that one. Yeah, I'm going with Chelsea too. <sighs> I agree with you. Yeah. 
think, and uh, Tuchel's making semifinals no. and finals like it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner for him. Like you know, like he's just he's like they just won and now they're in the semifinals of the FA Cup. Like he's consistently getting this team through to the next round. Um, he's just such a great coach. I think like when we saw him come in, he just totally like flipped the script for Chelsea. Yeah. And I think they've been kind of riding that wave for a long time, but they've built such a, like they built a, such a winning culture, you know, and you can see it, like you said, you mm-hmm. know, they're champions now they're in semifinals, things like that. Yeah. So, and I think it also helps that, you know, Tuchel went from Dortmund to, to PSG to now Chelsea. And, you know, at Dortmund, I don't think he had stars per se, like personalities. Mm-hmm. He had them at PSG. And I think that's why people thought, well, is he going to be a good coach or not? sort of struggle with that balance but he's come to Chelsea and I don't think anyone at Chelsea's have like has a big head and and I think that's because you've got Thiago Silva who's who's in that PSG environment that goes yeah we don't want this again you know I spell like Quaita like grabs people and goes you can't do this shit you know uh you have Jorginho who hate his penalty taking but is still a very good leader you have N'Golo Conte who's literally the most quiet individual and he's still gonna run the midfield right like you have players of that capability that goes there's no room for a big personality and if you have one you contain it or you respect I was gonna say, so if they sign like let's say they sign a Ronaldo or a or a Neymar or a you know personality name yeah what do you think happens to the the team at that point um okay if it's a Neymar then <laughs> he's gonna get he's gonna get <laughs> slapped on the wrist every time because there's there'll be no no room for him to be like, oh, I'm going to be injured this month so I can go party. Like, it's just not going to happen, right? right. Um, if it's a Kylian Mbappe and they, it's a working, winning environment, he's going to join into that environment. Same thing with Ronaldo. Like, Ronaldo, Messi, those guys are different guys in the sense that if it's a winning environment, they're out there winning. Um, right. This is weird to say as Messi's, you know, PSG's the one that, you know, struggled and he hasn't played well yeah. in, in Paris, but there's a winning culture there. I don't see good players or great players struggling. I think guys with, you know, media personalities might struggle. I agree with you. Yeah. Yep. I agree with you. So we're safe to say we're both on Chelsea for this. Yeah. We're team Chelsea for this one. <laughs> All right. I'll write it down. Chelsea for both. Okay. Uh, City, Atletico Madrid. Uh, I know we kind of like, give me a little background. What's going to happen in this tie? Well, I think you kind of said it before. I think it could potentially be a steamroll. I think City's just too strong this year. Um, They've looked good for most of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think Atletico is going to be able to compete personally. So I think City's going to probably win both of those games. And I think by like probably big margins, like I'm expecting a couple goals, maybe three Mm. a game. Yeah. I would be surprised if it's anything less than that. Yeah. Um, I'd be surprised if they even pull out a tie against City. But I think with the level that City have this season, I think it's going to be too hard to compete for Atletico. Fair. I would, be, I would say one precaution to take if you're City is yeah. Atletico Madrid have the capability to play a counteracting football that is very, very good at times mm-hmm. when it actually works. Uh, and that's just one little ball from the left side or the right side. And there's a Griezmann, Felix, or a Suarez going in to score. Yeah. Chelsea, uh, sorry, City have had a hard time facing teams that are very quick on the counter. So Liverpool, when Chelsea sits back and plays well, Spurs, Wolves this season, um, sure. Crystal Palace this season, right? So that is something that to keep an eye out if Diego Simeone decides to play that sort of style. But the problem mm-hmm. is Atletico have not played well in the final third at all this year so that's probably the major hiccup but if i'm him i'm looking at game tape uh to see how you can get through that Uh, right funny thing though for for atletico madrid is they knocked out liverpool last year they've knocked out united this year so they've knocked out two english competitions in the last two years they can very well do this again but like we said like you said the quality on city is just too high right so I think it's, I, yeah, I just think it's too much for them to handle. I mean, city's been a powerhouse for years, the last, I don't know what, maybe five years yeah, with like, no striker for most of it. Yeah, exactly. They've really been uh, like, they have such a deep bench. They've got like a good environment, good coaching per se, but 
I just don't think Atletico is going to have even the, the bench list to compete with that. Like, it's like, just going to be wave after wave after wave of quality. Yeah. Like, it's if, if Suarez doesn't start, can you name anyone else on the bench? That's going to scare you a little bit. That's going to actually like, Thomas cause Lamar? some damage. Probably not. Tom, Thomas Lamar, maybe? I don't know. Like, I, it doesn't scare me anyone coming off the bench, but, you know, Mars is on the bench and Sterling's on the bench and Gabriel Jesus is on the bench. Hell, Kevin De Bruyne might not even start. And you're like, well, that's four players that can change the entire game well and I don't think like even I mean United I don't think played well against them for them to be like oh they destroyed United to get through to play against mm-hmm. play against City in this in this leg but you know what I mean like if they had like actually destroyed United when United plays well then I would be like a little bit worried not worried but like okay maybe City's gonna have it's to like be trouble yeah more. yeah <clears throat> but I mean, those, like, uh, they had two goals in the last tie, and they were very good goals because they're very well played. But the rest of the the matchup for both sides, United and Atletico, weren't like there was nothing really that you're like, oh, that's a great moment. And City's been thrown away, but City also hasn't been challenged as much yet. So this might be their biggest challenge for a team that isn't doing well. Well, I, I don't think like you, they need to come in cocky or anything like that. Like, I think obviously, like you said, you have to watch film, you have to be cautious of counters, things like that. Yeah. But I just don't see them playing 180 minutes of incredible Champions League winning football. So Chelsea, uh, sorry, City for both? Yes. Okay. Uh, the next tie, Vireal, Bayern, I kind of gave a little background story just pick your favorite i guess well i don't think i know who you're picking but i'm gonna do the opposite sure go for it i'm gonna go bayern yeah all right i'm going to be real i'm very worried for bayern's um defense right now and i i'm very well okay to be wrong sure i think it i mean it could be a fun matchup we'll see what happens yeah. that, that game in turn i was just like wow i'm very impressed like it's a it's basically average players or pretty good players like you know Celso, Pau Torres and you're like Moreno this is good but I don't expect mm-hmm. them to, to go out and play big games but you know Emery plays that well so I'm going all right last one okay we didn't really talk about this matchup oh, we? Benfica Liverpool uh Liverpool. <laughs> good one uh, Liverpool <laughs> uh Honestly, I think, you know, Benfica played well against Ajax. Um, they did, yeah. Very disappointed for Ajax not to get through. Um, but they played well. I think it's a good atmosphere in Benfica. But that little caveat that I will say is Luis Diaz, a former Porto player, calling mm-hmm. back to Benfica. I'm very curious to see that storyline. Is does he, mm-hmm. does he play well in Portugal? Does he play well against Benfica? You know, I think he'll be able to rile the room up as a, as a very good rival matchup. So I'm going Liverpool for this. Yeah, me too. Unfortunately. Isn't that crazy? You got three Premier League teams in the quarterfinals. Yeah, like we have a potential for an all-England matchup. One That's time. wild. That's That would be the third time in the last four years, right? I mean, uh, Liverpool won in 19, so that was that's when they played Spurs. Yeah. 2020 was Bayern um with psg and then last year was city yeah so could be a potential third time in the last four years so if if uh city wins this leg then they play chelsea or madrid yeah that's interesting yeah so it could be potentially we could have a city or chelsea liverpool final yes we can have an all england final Yeah. yeah wow different wow it's gonna be good it'll be fine um let us know while you listen to this episode if you agree or disagree with what we've said so far with the champions league i mean i always pick the underdog so i'm gonna be wrong probably but the rest of the matchups are fun should we move over to europa league you got it okay quarterfinal one quarter oh there's four one two three four there's yeah. 
Okay, so we have Red Bull Lipsing against Atalanta. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankfurt versus Barcelona. West Ham versus uh, Lyon. Yeah. And uh, Braga versus Rangers FC. Wow. Also very good matchups. Very yeah. surprised when I saw the list. <clears throat> yeah, I'm kind of interested. I think the one that like is not like exciting for me would be that West Ham Lyon. Yeah, you don't find, like, you like don't they're so? completely different teams. Mm-hmm. So it could be kind of interesting there. Um, any what's your, the game you're looking forward to? I'm trying to think. I mean, they're all very equal in in attention wise. I know Barcelona's there, yada yada yada. But yeah, but Barcelona's been awful this season. They're undefeated in the last three months or something, which is I know, but like, come on, like the whole season has not been great. That's fair. Um, That RB Leipzig Atalanta matchup might be the the better one out of the four potentially. Um, RB Leipzig just figured it out with their with their coaching change from Jesse March to the new guy. Um, Atalanta Gasparini, like we know what he can do, so I think Mm -hmm. that'll be a very good very good um, quarterfinal. Like you said, West Ham Lyon, uh, two different playing styles. I would never no. put in a matchup that's West Ham against Lyon. Even last time, no. it was West Ham against. It Sevilla. sounds like, weird to say. Yeah, like it's very odd. I guess because like West Ham have not had Europe success. Yeah. Ever. At all. Much, yeah. <laughs> and like even the last matchup against Sevilla, I was like, oh, they're gonna lose. Like uh, the the Sevilla team is just they've been there. They know what to do. They they're better, but they played really well in London last time mm-hmm. out. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a good tie. I think David Moyes has finally found a team that he's very happy with and the guys yeah. really respond to him. I mean, albeit they might lose a lot of players this summer because they're playing well. Uh, Lyon, I don't know. Like, I've seen them in, in, in Ligue 1 a few times already. There's nothing about them well, that really scares me. Didn't they just lose me. this weekend? That's the thing. I, like, nothing, nothing really scares me about Lyon. And it, they're not the it's women's It's a big-name club right now. It's like a Barca, like, or a... You know, they're just kind of like a big name club because they have this reputation of being great that yeah. it's intimidating. But when you actually watch them, they haven't been good at all. No, um, but the, the the really good part that I will say is a very interesting stat here is Lyon came out of Group A and so did Rangers and both are in the quarterfinals. So I've been interesting. That's very cool. Yeah, uh, Leicester oh. that struggled. Um, oh, they're they're down. Never mind. It's the other league. Um, like I'm just looking at who got through. Uh, Braga finished second in their group and they're through, you know, um, West Ham won. Like, these are like, a lot of the clubs that are in the next mm-hmm. round have played really well. Like, uh, Lyon's playing right now, actually. They're playing live, but they haven't really surprised anyone. They haven't played. They haven't played well. So, I think this is a good matchup for to West Ham to actually get into the semifinals. So, I can see that going that way. Uh, what about you? What's a, what's a matchup that you're looking at? That West Ham one, I'm definitely, I think, most interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll be fun. Um, I agree with you that Atalanta matchup will be pretty good. I think mm-hmm. that's a pretty even draw. Mm-hmm. Um, also different playing styles altogether, too. So that could be kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I think those two games are the ones I'm most looking forward to watching. Mm-hmm. Um, those games start April 7th, I believe. So yeah. um, that'll be great. And Champions League starts April 5th. I mm-hmm. think is the first, eight, fifth and sixth, I think are the first legs of the, the games. Yeah. But yeah, I think those are the two that I'm going to be keeping my eye out for. Yeah, actually come to think of it, that Braga-Rangers matchup will be fun too because Rangers collectively have been very good in Europe this year. Yeah. And Braga, for some reason, always shows up well in Europe. And obviously in a league where you have Benfica and Porto, you need, you know, yeah. sporting and Braga to play well. And this is where they, they play well as well. So um, Definitely. Do you think Barcelona wins the Europa League? Because quality-wise, no. I think they're the best squad. Yeah. I mean, well, like you said, they've won a three-month winning streak right now. At this point, you could argue that. If you were going to ask me three months ago, I would have said no. Because they were not good at all. And okay. just all the, the problems the club has had in general, it's been okay. a little bit let difficult. Me, let me reposition the question then. Okay. If they beat Real Madrid in the El Clasico, can they win the Europa League? 100%. They win it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Momentum, <Right>. maybe. <laughs> well, 
like you look at their I'm just looking at Barcelona's next couple of matchups Real Madrid, Sevilla, Frankfurt, Levante, Frankfurt, and Cadiz. And then it kind of slows down to end the season. So very much so. It's can... possible. It's definitely possible. And they've been, like you said, they've been on a good run recently, the last three months. And we know that football is about momentum. As you start yeah. to build momentum, you win games. So if they're building momentum, especially like you said, if they win the El Clasico, I think that is huge, especially because Madrid is in Champions League. So mm-hmm. I think they could win it at that point, but yeah. stay tuned, folks. Very soon. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just quickly uh, pick our winners then? Uh, for the matchups, yeah, let's yes. do it. Uh, I'm going to Atalanta. Me too. <laughs> okay. Uh, Barca. Same. Um, I'm going to say West Ham. I just want West Ham to beat Lyon. Because I, I, I don't know. I don't think Lyon's been that good this season. So Again, same. Uh, Braga Rangers. That's a toss-up. I'm going to go Braga. Yo, stop, both. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know how much Van Bronckhorst is going to get out of uh, yeah. Rangers right now. And I, I really do think they need to try and catch Celtic and, and mm-hmm. prove a point there. But All right, so we agreed on everything except the Villarreal-Bayern matchup. Sure, That's that was right. to mix it up a little, you know. <laughs> one matchup. Uh, one okay. Matchup. Hey, I, we did forget about one of the other leagues the europa conference league is a thing this mm-hmm. season so i'll just quickly read up the matchups why don't you give me a winner from each and then we'll go sure. from there uh norway's buddha glimt versus roma roma okay Feyenoord versus slavia praha which is a Czech Republic. um i don't know Feyenoord might pull that one out one of my good friends is a huge Feyenoord fan so for her i choose them okay uh Marseille versus PAOK from Greece. Well, I haven't heard of PAOK in a Marseille. while. I think the uh, French League is too strong for teams from Greece. And then I think the matchup of the tie. Leicester against PSV. I think PSV. I don't think Leicester's been great this season. I will say, though, Leicester's focused on Europe this year. True, true. But momentum. Mo- momentum. Momentum. Who? Yeah. What are your draws? Uh, I will agree with you on Roma, and I'll agree yeah. with you on Marseille. That Slavia Praha matchup against uh, Feyenoord is a is a toss up for me. I think again, mm-hmm. Europe is a different beast for some of these uh, mm-hmm. European sides, especially the Eastern European sides. So I'm gonna pick a different one from us, just to, okay. to, to just to switch it up. So I'll pick uh, I'll pick Slavia Praha, and then. Um, I'm going to say Leicester, so I'll pick opposite for me from the PSV thing as well. Okay. Um, although I think Feyenoord and PSV are playing this weekend or next weekend, which is going to be a yeah, super matchup. So. Yeah, that'll be a good game, actually. Yeah. Uh, the team not named Ajax that's going to be headlining a, a massive matchup. Right? <laughs> a team not named Ajax. Woohoo! Um, but yeah, that's, that's quickly about it. Uh, anything else you want to add about the three wonderful leagues that we've talked about? No, I'm excited. A lot of really good matchups. I think we're going to see a lot of really good games come April. Yeah. So mark them on your calendars. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, and we'll be back hopefully to talk about them for another two-month hiatus. We don't know. <laughs> no, we'll be back. We'll be back for sure. But yeah. why don't we take a quick quick break and then come back with our off-the-bench segment? What up, guys? It's your host, Nick McVicker. And if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to fill your sports needs, you've come to the right place. Garage Door Sports, hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji, brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation, good friends, and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites, and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday right here on Garage Door Sports. So, um, speaking of Champions League and Chelsea, Mm -hmm. quite a few issues going on there. Do you want to sum it up for us? Sure. I mean, right now with the political 
landscape and obviously the potential of a World War III between Russia and the world, essentially, Mm -hmm. Uh, and owner Roman Abramovich being Russian, there is a problem with Chelsea um, in terms of funds going in and out of the the club. Um, A a lot of the Russian oligarchs are, is that that how they say it, Um, are getting banned from a lot of uh, companies and well, and freezing their assets. Freezing and... their assets, right? Like, I mean, a lot of people are dropping. Rightfully like, so. Rightfully so. Yes, like McDonald's, Starbucks, Adidas, Nike. Uh, all the big companies are pulling out of Russian endorsements or Russian connections. And there's no, it's no different for Chelsea where the, the owner is. Who hasn't even been allowed to be in the UK the last couple of years anyways because of the issue with being um, associated with uh, Vladimir Putin. So... Um, yeah. yeah, Chelsea's in a bit of a turmoil uh, in terms well, of. I was just reading like they're not even able to sell merchandise right now. No tickets, no mer- anything that's going to bring income is yep. not allowed. Um, they can all- play. Yes. But they can't um, do offer new contracts, uh, do any transfer activity, and it says they can't sell merchandise. So as the profits go to the Russian billionaire. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there's a potential if money runs out that Chelsea could be in an administration. Yeah. And for the, those of you who don't know what administration means, I'm just going to pull it up. It's just when a club or football club can, sorry, when a company or a football club can no longer pay its bills, the company enters administration. Um, and that just well, means that. Well, do you that think he sells before that happens? The problem is um, whatever they sell, he doesn't get the money. So, so where my question money well, that's the thing. Where's, he can't even sell. You're right. Right. So, like, I know there's a, a group of people trying to buy Chelsea. Um, you know, the, the Chicago Cubs are trying to figure this out. Um, there's a, a group from, like, this rich billionaire guy or something from the UK that's a huge Chelsea fan, and he wants to, to step in and, and, and sort of buy the club as well. So the thing is, go ahead and sell the club, but because the sanctions are put in place, they can't actually, there can't be a, a transfer of funds. Well, and yeah, yeah, that's bizarre. Cause if, I mean, if he owns it, it's his ownership, then he has to sell the rights. And if he can't make money for the rights, he's not going to sell the rights. Yeah. And, and, and the, the Russian billionaire himself has come out and said that like, I just need to pay off my debts. That's fine. And whatever I'm, whatever extras made will go into a fund that's towards supporting Ukraine, mm-hmm. um, which I was very surprised that he said that. Um, but I think he's been forced to say that. Uh, but again, you, you sell the club, where's the money go? Like, all right, it's $2 billion. You're going to put in whose pocket? Are you going to put it on the side until sanctions are lifted in like a couple of years and then process the money? You but there's can't. no guarantee no so that's what i'm worried about is if chelsea hits administration that means the administration takes over we've seen clubs over the last 20 years darby did it is in it right now southampton huddersfield um, a couple of clubs have lost uh chester city and now they're chester fc yeah um scarborough as well but they're scarborough athletic town or whatever so yeah. that that's what happens is you end up cutting it off and then they have to start again so where does that leave Chelsea? In the, and I know it's a it's a very far future, but point yeah, but that. it's a very it's the potential of that happening is very real. So yeah. and they won't be able to pay off their funds or their debt or pay players because they can't yeah. buy players. So yeah. you know, there's rumors of Andres Christensen heading out to Barcelona, or I think he signed or something. Well, Chelsea can't match it anymore. Um, likewise with you know Antonio Rudiger's contracts done. What right. happens to the bigger names? And I know Thomas Tuchel is a name that's now being floated around as a potential new manager hire for some clubs. So if they can't get um, this management issue under control, do you think the club not disbands, but do you think they're going to lose most of their players? Probably. I think they'll lose all of their big players. But the problem is if they lose players, can they actually bring in players? Well, that's what I mean. Does the club end up disbanding at that point? There's a potential for it there'll be fines and sanctions. I mean, administration will come in and, and run every part of the club. Um, 
or they'll try and find someone to buy it. But again, if funds can't be given to Roman Abramovich because he's still the current owner on it and it's been assets that froze it, I don't understand where the money's going to go. And if anyone listening actually has an answer to this, please please do tell us um, because I'm trying to understand it just as much as anyone else is. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to look it up to see what they're like. I It just says they have a lot of like... Well, administration works to find, um, to stop uh, the company from losing out or being Well, this liquidated. is a very unique situation too. It is. Though, I and don't they think- have to, like Chelsea's been a- like asked to have a, even be allowed to, because everything was frozen, was like, can we still run our club without Robin Abramovich? So like whatever they have in the bank from wherever they've gained that money is what's fueling it. And I think it's like $30 million, right. 30 million pounds a month to, to pay a group so i think they have enough money for the rest of the season is what i'm understanding however once the summer hits what's next right because these things like well when the transfer windows are all open too does everybody just well we know Romelu Lukaku might be leaving transfer play like they can't even but then if you have players who are like in contract who are then wanting to leave can you transfer between them as well there's no money coming in so you can't be like that's um, what i mean so like kai havertz let's say he's under contract and they and um who wants him byron comes out and says we want to replace sure. him from Mueller. it's a free transfer there's no wow, give us 80 million to. pounds it's a free transfer because yeah. that money coming in is going to fund chelsea for another three months Damn, that's wild. That's such a tricky situation. It is. And again, like they've never seen anything, I'm sure, to this magnitude before where, you know, a whole country is sanctioned for, obviously, like I said, rightfully so. But now you have these billionaire owners, not just like you said, of McDonald's and all these other franchises that, you know, their assets are frozen Mm -hmm. and the players are going to get, the players and the fans kind of get stuck, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would be very open to to the fans owning the club, and I know it's not. Common. I was just going to say that because isn't that yeah. what they do in the German league? Right. That's why the Super League didn't very leave. interesting. Yeah, that's why the Super League didn't materialize from the German squad because the fans are like, "Are you out of your mind?" No. But again, if the fans you do own that the club, in the Premier League, though, if it's one club, I'm not sure because uh, it hasn't been done where it's like at the like the bigger clubs are all owned by an owner someone's backing them up with money yeah so i'd be curious like if you do that do you get so then could you take the money yeah oh but the guy owns the money like it's his money yeah like he you still have to buy him out is the yeah you have to they're not just going to be like hey you know what this asset give up that you- no because he said that i want to pay my debts off which is well, that's what you do in normal business, and then whatever's extra, I don't, I won't keep it. So, right. or do they say to him that you are officially not allowed to have any money, and the next ownership that goes in will pay off the debt, and that's it. Yeah. And then, and then those new owners that come in go, okay, now we own the club from scratch. Like I don't know how it's going to pay off because the UK sanctions are super different, and, and I know they've been targeting Robin Abramovich for quite some time. In terms well, could of they income. throw his funds into like a investment pool right now? Mm-hmm. Like if they owe, they owe him whatever billions of dollars, right? Let's say they owe him two billion mm-hmm. for buying the club. Could they not throw it into like an investment pool? Yeah, like some sort of investment fund that he has access to after this russia thing well the question mark is is how long is a the problem going to be and if uk have already kind of sanctioned him before that for coming into the uk why would they want to give him pounds of money true you're right it's very confusing i just hope they don't go into administration because that's point deduction i also hope that they don't lose the players because they've come up you know you compare the early 2000s to what they are now they've they've come a long way um very it's just sad and 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 the thing that's probably gonna hurt chelsea the most in my opinion is the women's team is going to also have 
repercussions. 100%. And the women's team's going to feel it heavier than the men's side will because that's the first place they go. That's when the Petoma first. So, Kirby, Pernille Harder, who made this switch over because she wanted to win. Like, I, I yeah. just hope the women's it's game doesn't get Yeah, or you know what? They they find a way to branch off of the men's team for a couple for a year or something and have someone invest uh, on the side. Like the guy who wants to own Chelsea, if he can't get the club, try and see if he can find a way to manage it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know they're tied together. I know the names tied together, but could you go instead of Chelsea FC, Chelsea City FC? <laughs> I don't know. Change it up yeah, or something. Make it a whole different club. <laughs> yeah, but. I'm very worried. Like, I, I do not want to see Emma Hayes come out of the FAWSL. I do not want to see those big names. Yeah, it's going to dilute that league too, which it is, is. great. And I mean, it's good for United and it will be good for the Liverpool women's team when they come up. But do you, do you, don't you want a competitive league? Yeah, that's tough, man. The women's yeah. teams always get the shit end of the stick at the end of the day. Yeah. I, it pisses me off because I think speaking of some great women's nah, it's good transition. Good transition. <laughs> First the women's take notes, men. My goodness. So Barca not... women's side right now. And even um oh my god, what's the name of the coach on the men's side? Zavi. Yeah. Even he was saying, like, we need to start taking notes from the women's side because that's how a team is run. They are so good this year. They haven't lost this season. Uh, and the- they sold out Camp New. may I add. This pisses me off when people say the women's game will not sell tickets. El Clasico, uh, Barca versus Real Madrid, sold out. Women's. Yeah unreal and you know what's even what i think is the most amazing little thing is they thrashed real madrid 5-0 to seal the championship yeah and real madrid's like oh we don't have to see them again lies you have to see them this week in the women's champions league (laughs) it's ridiculous i just want to add yeah on that so in three days they sold 85,000 tickets for the game, which would be so it was the first time that the women played at Camp New yeah. in their history. Yeah. That's unreal. And so they played their Champions League game against um, Real Madrid there. 85,000 tickets in three days. I, I, okay. And they're, they're, um, wait, what does it say here? Um, Wait, I think this is wrong. Mm. Well, okay. While you look for that, um, yeah. Barcelona has not lost a season in the league. Um, the closest team to them, how many points behind do you think they are? The closest to Barca. Yeah, so the second place team. Oh, gosh. They're probably like 20 points. Right. Uh, 19. Yeah. 53. 19. Yeah. Uh, and Barcelona has allowed how many goals this season? Three. Six. But I was close. You're very close. <laughs> They've scored 136 goals, Paige. 136 goals. They're too good for their, their... – Okay, I will say, though, like, so on the women's side in Spain, there's a lot of clubs in – there's, like, 18 clubs, I think. 16. 16. Oh, they they – made it smaller interesting so there used to be 18 yeah and on the women's in the women's um league that's a lot of clubs Mm -hmm. because they're still growing the leagues right so the bottom teams typically are really not great so it makes sense why a team of this caliber has that many goals yes because they are probably thrashing team like 12-0 yeah, I mean, I've been following it, though. Like, uh, against the smaller clubs, they're not winning big. They're scoring six goals or seven goals, fine. They're not trying to run up the score. But the fact that they're running up scores against Sociedad, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Levante, Sevilla, like the teams... Well, because you know they're putting in their starting... Their Champions League starting 11 for those yeah. games. Yeah. You know. And they're winning those for games. For the smaller games, they could 
maybe they give other girls time, things it's like rotation. that. Yeah. Exactly. You're starting one of Hermosa and Putales against the school. Exactly. You're not and you're play still both. winning games easy. Yeah. But then you play the, the teams that should be competing for a Champions League or some sort of berth in Europe, and they're winning those games 8 nothing. The quality is just unreal on that team. And that's something we probably wouldn't have said three, four years ago because that's, I think Atletico Madrid were probably the better side there in terms of winning in Europe or just playing more attractive football. And then all of a sudden Barcelona goes like, hold on, last few years they've kind of just come through. Each year has been better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jenny Hermoso, that's all. That's all I'm going to say. Jenny Hermoso. Mic drop. Uh. So they play Real Madrid this week um, and next week. And then this team makes me so happy. This team is like the epitome of what people bitch about and complain about women's sports. Oh, they don't get paid enough because they don't sell tickets. Blah, 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 blah. They mm-hmm. sold out Camp New in three days. And people and were on the wait list for it. Yeah, people were literally on the wait list to watch this Champions League game. And you're telling me that they shouldn't be paid because they don't sell tickets. No. Blows my mind. And, okay, on that note, mm. the most watched Olympic events were the women's Olympic events. Like the hockey, Canada versus U.S. final. Yeah. The um, women's, what was it? Like bobsled, things like that. They were curling. the curling. Hell, frig. Uh, you know what I did? Uh, Super Bowl halftime show. I flipped over to women's curling because I was like, I don't need to see this. And, and that was of... the best part about the football game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got I got made fun of. But I was like, the Japan, Japanese women's team is very good at curling. I'm going to watch This that. is what I'm saying. I get so mad when the argument is, oh, like they don't have the viewership. They don't have that. The most watched sports events of this year were all women's sports events. Yeah. Period. This is why a Canadian soccer team needs to a league needs to happen. Uh, a women's basketball team needs to make its way up north. Uh, a proper hockey league, like there is evidence that it will so- sell out. If there's one in Ottawa, I'm gonna go to that more than I want to go to the Sens. You give people the opportunity to go, they will go. The problem with women's sports is. They weren't put on TV. They weren't in stadiums that you could even go watch. Mm. So now that they're starting to do that, and that was where the argument came from. Well, they don't bring in the viewership. You didn't put them on TV. Of course they don't bring in the viewership. Mm. Now you're putting like the NWSL is on Twitch. Mm -hmm. So you can watch it for free or pay the fee or whatever to go watch it on Twitch. It's accessible all over the world, which is great. Same with, um, like we said, the Olympics the Mm -hmm. champions leagues games you know one soccer is promoting these or sorry not one soccer um what's that women's at ata Uh, uh, at a football is putting them out there because they need to be shown and now that they are being shown you can see like you said there are stats that show that these are the most watched sporting events of the year period after camp new being sold out for that big matchup do you think that a lot of these parent clubs like the, the men's side and the women's side should both be able to play at the same stadium? Should be allowed or will be? Or should, like, should that happen, essentially? Um, I think we still need to grow a little bit. I think Barca mm-hmm. playing their games at their stadium, I think their stadium holds like 6,000 or something like that. Yeah. I think still fits for them because against a bottom place team, you're probably not going to sell that game out at Camp Nou. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think right now it's important to build the culture. Whereas if you have less seats and more people want to go, it's like more enticing to get those tickets. You know, it's like, oh, we got to get a ticket because it's going to sell out. Yeah. So I think as they continue to grow, I think Camp Nou is still probably too big for regular season games. But El Clasico's you put in there against Sociedad, you put in there against um, any sort of Champions League games, I think you throw in Camp Nou and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, fair. I like that. Yeah, I was going to think, like, if you can, like you said, if their current stadium holds 6,000 to 10,000 people, try and see if you can expand that stadium to hold more. And if you're hitting those thresholds, and you can probably go to Camp New. I think Camp New is probably that one, one of the bigger, bigger stadiums in the world that holds thousands of people. But if you're going to, you know, I don't know, like, what is it? 
is it Anfield that holds like 35 to 50,000, yeah. somewhere in that range? So if you're eventually aiming to that, then. Well, and as a player, it's almost nicer to play in a small crowded stadium than a yeah. huge empty stadium, you know? Yeah. So if there's 6,000 people at Camp Nou, it's going to feel empty. But if there's 6,000 people in their stadium that holds 6,000 people, it's going to feel like the atmosphere is going to be unreal. So I would rather that as long as your facilities are equal. Like mm -hmm. if their stadium is smaller, that's fine for now. And like you said, test, see if you can make it bigger and bigger mm -hmm. and bigger. See if you can make the audience grow and grow and grow. And for right now, you keep them in there, but you give those games those big games the opportunity to breathe and the opportunity to grow and yeah. you throw like I said Al Clasico Champions League those games in there because people are going to come watch and they prove that people <laughs> at the freaking Champions League 85,000 in three days it's crazy yeah well I want to see that to be honest with you so it's exciting yeah I mean watching I, I like my fingers are crossed for a, a nice big game at Old Trafford or something like, oh that would at be Anfield because so Anfield in Europe is, is is one of the best stadiums there is yeah um, you know, have a final at Wembley, like the FA Cup final, or a big game yeah. against Chelsea and City. Have it at Wembley or something, you know? Um, the only way the game's going to grow is if you put it on for the show. Yeah. You can't just be like, well, you got to go to the stadium or you got to go here. And it's like, but okay, some people can't. So how do you, how do you improve that for them? Yeah. Anyway. Going well, back to Camp New, there was yeah. something you said you wanted to chat about. Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, you said there's something about Spotify buying the naming rights of the Camp New. It will not be called Camp New. It'll be called Spotify Camp New. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Thoughts, feelings, opinions. Uh, ridiculous. I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> It's like the freaking crypto.com center now instead of the staples center. I was like, are you nuts? Yeah. So or like Spotify when Rogers bought the naming rights yeah, to or, Camp New. Yeah. Or like for for Canadian fans here, uh, when the Skydome changed to Rogers Center, I was like, can't you just have left it at Skydome and then put yeah. like Rogers at the bottom or something? God damn. What's with these big For me, like Camp New is such like um it's like it's the one place like everybody wants to go play. Like it's yeah. so historic, right? You, you don't want to play at Spotify Camp New. You want to play Camp New. So like, is this a hub? Is this a Wi-Fi hub or something? <laughs> right. It's just, it's it just doesn't roll off the tongue. Nice. No, not at all. But the deal was um, 310 million for the sponsorship. And um, blah, blah, blah. Barcelona needs money. Exactly. Yeah. And they're doing some sort of deal with like Spotify and fans, like music wise. Mm. I don't really understand it, but. Uh, yeah, there was a, a couple of branded jerseys where it's like different logos on it, even uh, though they're Spotify based and. Um, they want to amplify the work of artists in a way that brings the worlds of music and football together, giving a global stage to the players and artists. That's their um, from statement from their business officer. The one thing I, I was a little surprised about was wasn't Spotify in some sort of issue a couple months ago with the content that they put on Spotify between certain people and who wanted to still have their stuff on Spotify who didn't want to have it on Spotify do you remember that I I do I don't know the details about it so yeah. I can't really that's fine I, I just I there was some something that shone a, a different light on Spotify and I'm just maybe I'm just questioning that a little bit but again it like <laughs> Everyone has some sort of. It's gonna be so sad though. You're gonna see Camp New with a big Spotify logo, the little, you know. Perhaps. It's sad. It's sad. Perhaps. Anyway, so we're both not a fan of big stadiums changing names over. Yeah. We don't like change. Well, it's like um, uh, what is it? Uh, Iverwin. Do you know Iverwin in Hamilton, the football no. stadium? Oh yeah, they keep changing. Okay, so it's where the Hamilton Ticats play and yeah. I've always known it as Ivor Wynn and recently they changed it to the Tim Horton Center or something so I get so confused when people right. are like 
we're going to Tim Horton Center. I'm like, where is this? Right. So, okay. So I think the Hamilton uh, CPL team is sponsored by Tim Hortons. Yes. And I, and I was like, oh, it's their stadium. And they're like, no, no, no. It's the Ticat Stadium. And so I they went, play there together. Like yeah. they both play in that stadium. That makes sense. Yeah. I thought yeah. there were two separate stadiums until the, the last Great Cup. Right? Yeah. Confusing. But anyways. <laughs> it's like the ACC and Scotiabank Center now. <laughs> we can keep listing these things, but. I know. But we're going to we'll, do that. We'll go on Instagram and we'll list a bunch of uh, yeah. names, changes we don't agree with. Yeah. I, I think we might get some people mad, but that's okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think that kind of does it for us for today. Um, any final thoughts before we sign off? Um, not soccer related because I like doing that. Um, everyone around me is getting married. I've got like two save the me dates. Too! Um, two save the dates or something like that. Or like, oh, heads up, we might be getting married or I'm going to propose to my significant other within the next six months. And I'm like, we're only 15. What are you talking about? What do you mean we're you're 15. getting married? So what? sad what but no like congratulations on these wonderful people but I'm like um what is marriage and why does it exist what are you talking about it's crazy I have friends who have like kids and stuff like that and I am like like I'm turning 25 this year and I like I cannot imagine if I was like married with kids right now like I just it like like you said I feel 15 you know yeah I'm still stuck in my teenage mind yeah Frig, I don't know (laughs) when I go home I like go to my parents like i hello like I don't come yeah. with kids and a, and a significant jeez and and the only reason that's coming up is I had family ask my mom the other day they're like so when's he getting married and my mom's like <laughs> why? why like he's gonna go back to school at some point he's gonna yeah. like move on to a different like I don't know so we're all there I feel that yeah. I definitely feel and, that and dating's a different animal don't don't get me started oh, on it it's the God. most frustrating thing in the world I think I have a really funny profile not funny apparently so next episode that's what we'll do we'll rate your dating profile oh no oh no (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) oh no uh if you know what if you can clip this one we can clip it out so folks if you're listening give me some dating advice give us some dating advice on what we need to do because we'll take it we definitely will because apparently i need to have a plus one for all these things plus I need to be married yeah, Irfan needs a plus one for wedding season if not i'm taking you Paige. so deal i will yeah. happily be your plus one to weddings i love weddings yeah so free free drinks open bar come on yep yep that's the point so i'll take you with me <laughs> uh but yeah if you got that let us know what we can do i don't know it's not soccer related but hey Hit us up. Let us know. Yeah. Should we get off of these dating sites? I think so. Should we get arranged marriages? Sure. I'm here for it. Yeah, I joked and I said I'd, I'd be considering that to... Uh, sorry, I'm going to go side note for a quick sec. One of my coworkers did their PhD. It took him like eight or nine years to complete it. And he's like, so I decided to get married and have a kid and buy a house in that span. You're going to do the same thing in the next five years. You're going to be married in the next five years. And maybe you have a kid. And I look at him and I'm like, uh-uh. Don't scare me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just got used to the nine to five life. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> or no, no, no. like two days into his nine to five, like, what is this? Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, I started mid-November. The next week, that's the conversation I had with this gentleman. And he tells me every couple of weeks, like, I can see you going here, but I can also see you getting married. And I'm like, sir, it takes no. No. Sir, no. <laughs> If you got someone, set me up. I ain't doing anything because I, I... I love it. We'll work on that. That'll be our next segment. Tea, instead of tea suggestions, dating suggestions. Tea and dating. That's what we're going to get to next week. Uh, I should become a blogger now is what I'm understanding. A blogger. You got to do the vlogs. Oh, I don't think people need to see my mug all the time. Yeah, they do. Look at that beautiful face. Oh, it's like you. Imagine on my dating profile, it's a vlogger. <laughs> a vlogger. Oh, I would swipe left every time. Um, I'm a vlogger. Oh, all right. Well, that's that's my final thought. What are your final thoughts? Something interesting? Um, I have nothing interesting going on. Watch women's sports. That's always my final thought. That's always my first thought. That's not my final thought. It's my first thought. But um, 
yeah, nothing exciting here. Beautiful sunset. I'm looking out here in Sweden, which is great. But um, yeah, that's it. Hopefully we'll get some episodes out for you guys as more consistent basis. But that's once Pager season starts, yeah. yeah, once your season starts, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we're still in preseason. We start season next week. So cheer us on, support Kalmar. Woo! Can we can we watch you somewhere in North America or? Um, it, I will figure that out and I will let you know because I know it's on the TV network here. But some of the girls, there's a lot of American girls on our team, and they're figuring out a way to watch it in the U.S. So yeah, where North America works, That'd be nice. same way. So we'll you figure it do, out. Uh, you can do a Twitch live watch me and Nick. <laughs> like there's Paige. There's Paige. <laughs> like who are the other people we don't know it's just page it's just page <laughs> uh be awesome. sure to subscribe to our podcast give us a like or leave a rating you can follow us on twitter and instagram same handle as touchline th but for twitter it is culver underscore page for page and adder fun manji for myself also don't forget to follow our network at garage door sports and check out garage door as well as follow jj creations on instagram at jjcr underscore e-a-t-i-o-n that's jj creations uh thank you all for listening and we will see you next match day cheers <laughs>